Welcome back to the Onside Kicks podcast. Uh, this is Bill. I'm joined tonight by two of my colleagues in podcasting, Kenneth and John. How are you, John? I'm not too bad. For a long absence, I'm back. He's back, and he's here with a big smile on his face. And would you believe it, the other two of us are wearing green just to cheer him up even more. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Kenneth, how are you doing? Flight it, though. Looking forward to discussing the wonderful events of the weekend. Yes, another chirpy, chirpy man. Three chirpy men, evidently. And 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 it is it a coincidence or just uh, just sheer, I suppose, panic out of eyes that uh, the Packers fan and and the uh, the Steelers fan just somehow can't be with us tonight. <laughs> well, uh... There's definitely something to be read in there, but I, I can't put my finger on what it is. Uh, right, we'll get her going there. Um, Kenneth, takeaways for the week. What do you reckon? Yeah, there's a a lot of controversy kind of uh, rising from um, the refereeing decisions at the weekend, particularly uh, the late sack um, on Tom Brady. I I don't know if he he caught it, but um, it was the kind of tackle on a quarterback that you see every single match, every single game. He was nearly rolled gently to the ground. And somehow the flag came in for unnecessary roughness, which iced the game on the poor uh, Falcons. And there's, there's a there's a huge blowback coming from it. Um, I I suppose Brady has has had a some would say he's he's kind of got a an easier ride than most in terms of refereeing decisions definitely, throughout his career. He's definitely been minded, but uh, the only thing I would say, like I don't know what the refs call or reasons for giving it was I don't know if that's been made public but uh, they, they brought in a new rule the last couple of years where if your body weight comes down on the guy but like he did make every effort not to but it was after he kind of gently rolled him over like you said that he actually did kind of end up on top of him at the end and Like I, I I'm pretty think... sure Brady threw a sneaky leg at him as well there oh, was, yeah. uh, was that the same was, tackle? was that the same pretty tackle? sure or was it earlier? Anyway, I think Brady was a bit uh, a bit petulant get, most of the game. Yeah, he didn't get done for that, but it was an absolutely outrageous call. Like, there's no way there's a flag for that. Brady is clearly being minded by the league. Um, um, yeah, look, it's it's a tough one because like the Falcons are are in a position now where like they could have got something from that game, and they're they're really up against it. Like they're not a team that are going to be swimming in wins. Um, so they're going to be bitterly di- disappointed. And I heard a bit of talk earlier, like if, if that was a playoff game, you've you've all out Armageddon this morning. You you really do. And uh, I I get what's happening. It's like there was no call for for either of the the ones that that nailed Tua to the to the floor there over the last couple of weeks. So are they a bit spooked? Um, I I don't know. I I, I like I I don't know where the NFL goes from here. Like, do they need to? kind of man up and get on with it or is the is the referee going to face some kind of scrutiny or suspension um it really it kind of called the integrity of the game in, into question in, in a way that doesn't usually happen uh it's easy to make a bad call on a fly uh, with a, a pass interference in that but that was right in front of them almost in slow motion he just kind of gently wrapped him in a blanket and rolled him to the ground and uh, evidently that was too much for tom so uh but as Tom Brady himself said, I suppose he didn't throw the flag. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, what are yeah, we, yeah. How, how did we how did we find the weekend? Yeah, John, what you reckon? Yeah, I'm going to jump in there and say that the NFC East is back. Um, not only are, are the Eagles back, which personally I take great satisfaction in, um, but the Cowboys and the Giants are looking like two really tough teams to beat. Um, I wasn't on last week, but I heard you talking about are the Cowboys as good with Cooper Rush as they are with Dak Prescott? And the answer is no, uh, straight up. It's not even a contest. He's not the reason they're winning. They're winning because that defense is it's awesome. unstoppable. It's awesome. Um, like They haven't conceded more than one touchdown in any game. Micah Parsons looks like... He was carrying a groin and he still looked like he was ready to wreck lads. Like it was absolutely disgraceful what he's up to. They, they were only putting him in on passing downs and he was still getting into the backfield every single time. He, he nearly he nearly had double figures in quarterback pressures. He's a freak. 
And then the Giants defense as well is so well organized. They really shut down the Packers at, at the weekend. And, and, and that was without Leonard? And that without Leonard. And I, I don't know what's after happening to Saquon Barkley. Ken, um, you've been saying that he's one of these running backs that's just bet up, but he's he looks like a new man. And well, they're, they're, they're protecting him a lot more. Like he, he's not being he's not been put into the meat grinder. Um, they've been a lot smarter with how they've used him. Uh, oh, also, also, like with with rehabbing an ACL injury, um, they're like there's a period of time where you're kind of struggling to you're like you're yeah you're back to like fit to play fit to. You're fit to play, but are you fit to perform? So last year, he looked fit to play the whole year long. He was just kind of like, yeah, I'm healthy. The knee technically is good, but I don't have the power anywhere near back to where I used to be. And it looked like, it looked, it just looks like he's back to where he's after just doing a load of explosive work. It's, he, ra- rather than doing rehab in the gym, he's doing like explosive power lifts that are going to be relevant for power off the line. It, and, uh, it, 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 it's an awful pity. Did you see the break he made down the pitch? I, I feel two years ago he'd have scored. There, there's just there's a small bit of the Barkley that was there a couple of years ago that was absolutely outrageous. Um he, he was with the defender one on one and I feel two years ago he'd have taken him on the outside. He's still devastatingly effective. The defender was showing him the outside, which is why he went inside, but I think it was a mistake. He probably would have gotten more yards even if he was tackled out of it going down but, the but, left hand side because the defender had help. The defender actually, to be fair, defended it very well. He showed him the outside, so he, that he just didn't want to fucking tackle him. <laughs> he was just reversing off him, like. But uh, yeah, no, and like the Giants, we were kind of discussing in our group, though. Are the Giants like a fairly average four and one team? Like, can you? I, I I think John's point there. I think they're they're a gnarly team. I I think they're very well drilled. Um, they've got a mean, mean, mean defense. And all the offense has to be at the moment is serviceable. And with Sasquatch, then it just gives them just a bit of punch. They've no they've no wide receivers, like. Yeah. And a good head coach in Brian Flores. If, if, I if, mean if, I sent the if, wrong if page, Pete, Brian Devil. <laughs> <laughs> if Pete, if Peter had stumbled onto the pitch there at the weekend in uh, in Tottenham, he'd have got a, a rep as a wide receiver. Um that's kind of where the Giants are at at the moment. And I wonder, I wonder would it have been a stumble he would have made onto the pitch. <laughs> he he definitely had some beverage while he was over there. <laughs> uh, sampling the bitter and the and the lager London has to offer. Um yeah, yeah so Go on, sorry, John. It's just a bit refreshing. Like, whereas two years ago, there was a team from this division kind of stumbling in on a close to 500 record, like close to 50% wins and losses. And now, like, the Cowboys are after beating up on the Super Bowl champions and the Eagles are undefeated and the Giants are after beating a team that has 13 wins three times in a row. Um, So it's just a bit refreshing that they're not the whipping boys of the, the NFC anymore, that whole division. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose my takeaway is uh, coaching, how important coaching can be, um, and also ma- mainly coaching decisions on the field. So the Chargers' decision to go for, like, can we <laughs> it was just, so bad. What was going on in Truly Randy? <laughs> like, I don't understand how you think that's a good idea uh, in that situation ever. Like, the play, like, surely there's a book somewhere which says. Right, you're what was he four and three or four and two, and you're inside your own half, and you're up by a field goal. Like, there's one thing and one thing only. What were they up by? Two or three? Up by two. Up by two. So like one by two. I get that. Yeah, the game is on the. You but you probably win the game if you punt it anyway. There was only like forty seconds left or something. Oh, it was mental, absolutely mental. Um, and then for the kicker to miss it as well. That I it kind of looked like on the cards the whole time because the kicker um they showed his pre-game warm-up and he hit that kick the exact same way five or six times before the, the commentators really set him up for the fall. Um the other one is the Rams fake punt. This is kind of an idea of uh when things when bravery when you know you make the same decision, it doesn't come off, you're called crazy, and you do, it's called bravery or ballsy or whatever. But uh the Rams made a fake punt when things aren't going their way on offense. Um from their own half like if that goes against you you're probably sitting here like scratching your head with Sean McVeigh and wondering what's going on um so it just shows you and then I suppose the other really uh 
really take away a point from the, the weekend is how cutthroat when you're not doing the when you're not cutting the mustard um with Matt Rule getting the sack. What do you reckon? Was it deserved? I think so. Um like he he has been very unlucky. We we've seen the list of his quarterbacks is doing the rounds on Twitter, and there's none of them any good. But you'd see head coaches going in there like Ron Rivera managed to do something last year with Taylor Heineke at quarterback in Washington. Brian Dable is doing something with Daniel Jones. Like good, really, really good coaches will get serviceable play with below average quarterback play. Um, you'd even see it on. I, I don't think Tua is the be all and end all, but my God, was he playing well this year under um, what's his name, Mike McDaniel's. McDaniel's, uh, like so, a good coaching just makes an awful difference. And even though he's had bad quarterbacks, he's had a string of bad quarterbacks. And Baker has even performed at some stage of his career to a serviceable level. So, but but like they they they're not just bad quarterbacks though. Like B- Baker has been arguably the worst player in the league this year. Um, Sam Darnold is like to trade a second and a fourth for Sam Darnold last year, and to 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 pick up his his second round or his his fifth year option. You're sinking money and you're sinking draft capital into a team that's crying out for players. So I don't think he's been helped out by the by the head office at all. Like they are a scandalous football team, and like McCaffrey is nearly in the position now that I was describing Barkley last year. I don't think he has the oomph to carry this team anymore. Uh, I don't. I don't know how anyone comes in and changes that for for a couple of years. But I, I still think they have a good, like they have a good solid, but they've good solid players on defense, and they're just not performing either. Yeah, um, that's fair. So, like, uh, I, I was a fan of Matt Rule coming in when he came into the job, and I actually thought he might do something decent, but I I think he's got enough of a chance, and I think it's a fair decision. But why now? They've been so bad this year. Yeah, it's, it's still only four or five weeks in, like. I don't know. They must like someone else. Um, I I, I don't see actually wait until the end of the season if it, you want to it, find somebody for the job and get them in early and have next season as it, a good in, season. Interestingly, Willis that they brought in is uh, one of the lads involved in the lawsuit against the NFL over representation. Um, so they've gone and made him the head coach, um, which is very interesting that that's kind of ongoing at the same time. Um, yeah, it's be interesting to see how he goes. Um, will we jump in the next week games? Next week's games, even we shall. Um, so I suppose the one and only place to start is the absolutely tantalizing matchup of the Bills at the Chiefs. Where do we see this one going, or what's the where do you even start with this one? We could spend all day talking with this game alone. It's a PlayStation match, really, isn't it? You know, it's it's. it's these two teams just look like they've picked up from that playoff match from last year and nothing has changed. They're just absolutely flying at the two of them. Patrick Mahomes is back to his showboating best and we haven't seen him yet this weekend, but um, he, he looks like he's back to where he was when he won the MVP and when he won the Super Bowl. And like on the other side of the ball, like how do you stop the Bills? With great difficulty. <laughs> but sure, they had they had him on the two yard line. Like you're thinking, like this is potentially safety territory. You can't, you literally can't have better field position. And uh, Davis goes ninety eight yards. I think what 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 a just a kick in the balls for the the defending team. It just I think as well as the as well as like the fact that yeah they ninety eight yard touchdown, but the they won thirty eight three. And I don't know if you watch the, like the see this on red zone. Like if you remember, they should have been 14 nil up and not seven nil. Like the like the bills, did they cough it up? I can't remember exactly how, but I was just like, I text into our group and be like, oh, this could get really ugly really fast or something like that. And then they actually made a stop um when the bills should have <coughs> definitely should be 14 nil up. So it could have been even worse, which is like 38-3 is some scandalous beatdown for a team. Uh, like the Steelers, I know they have a new quarterback, but like, okay, but in fairness, yeah. the, the quarterback didn't exactly disgrace himself either. No, like, no, he, 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 like... he, he 320 yards uh, and only one interception. 
yeah, yeah, he did fine, but it's just on the other side you have four hundred and twenty-one and a touchdown. But sure, he nearly all of that in the first half. Sorry. Yeah, for he had what? How many touchdowns did he have at halftime? With three, like, I think, was it? Scary. Anyway, um, they just seem to have no weakness. Uh, their their defense is mean. Their wide receivers, like it looks like any of them can win a game for you at the moment. Um, lads, that you know, you'd look at Stefan Diggs, but Gabe Davis was the star of the show yesterday with 171 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I know they were kind of long John Brown esque passes, but um, their uh, their their rookie yesterday, Elam, was exceptional too. The the cornerback, uh, I think he'd he'd seven or eight tackles and he'd an interception as well. Um, so they they drafted really well for the last couple of years too. They're just they're an absolutely complete team. Just yeah. no run game. And what do we reckon with the Chiefs then? Will they have anything to stop Josh Allen? No. <laughs> Is this it's just not... going to be like one of these yeah. college they're even, they're not even going to play defense. They're just. It's going to be like Real Madrid back when they had all the the Galacticos. Galacticos. It's just going to be like we're going to let in seven, but we're just going to try and score eight. Yeah. yeah. So, well, like to be fair to the Bills, they have they have probably more of a chance of stopping Mahomes uh, than the Chiefs' defense does of stopping Allen. I reckon they just have a bit more about them on defense. Um, I yeah, if I was to call it, see, it's very hard to call it because it literally could be 48, 47. Like yeah, yeah, it's very very difficult. I I like they're so exciting to watch. Patrick Mahomes, even though the, a good defense gets through the blocks, gets through the the line, he still finds a way of making plays in the most outrageous of manners uh, a lot of the time. So even though your pass rush is getting getting home as such, they're not really uh, they're not really um, getting to to Mahomes every single time either. So uh, yeah, I can't I can't call it really. Uh, what's like, what is the book he's looking at it or what? Dropping forty or forty one on Tampa Bay last week is just outrageous. Like that, that that's a mean defense, and they just had their way. Um, yeah, this could be this could be anything. I, like it's it's not really it's not really bettable. Like it, it's just yeah, they they just have it. The Bills minus one point five, and out of interest, the total points is over fifty three point five, which I think I'd be having a cut off. Like you know, like it could be decided by a coin flip again. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I haven't said that every time I go for the overs, I seem to just absolutely get stalemated. So I, I don't like unless there's a monsoon, I, I don't see how it isn't an absolute shootout here. Yeah. Right. Your 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 neck is on the block. Who are we going for? Bills. Two bills. <laughs> Two bills. Uh I'm gonna go just because it is that close, I'll go for the Chiefs because there's no way all three of us should be going for the Bills. Uh um, for the Chiefs, Bill. What's that? And when oh, did you? Oh, sorry. I was oh well, sure, two one. So um, yeah, I can't. I, I'll say uh, a tie. Ben's gonna wait here no matter what. So <laughs> uh, yeah, right. That's that one in the books. I'm looking forward to that one. That one is actually on. Um, what time? It's on. The, it's the late, the late window as well. That'll spice up the late window nicely as well. Uh, right. Next game, Cowboys at Eagles. I wonder who put this one on the top block. Is that you, John? Yeah, how, how the hell did the teams with the two best records in football get on the top, <laughs> top of, of the billing bill? It's just, I don't, I don't it's just random. Our, our, our lottery is just absolutely brilliant. It doesn't seem fair. Like There's, there's, there's classics like the, uh, the the Jags at the Colts, and, and we're here talking. <laughs> Come on, you start us off. Where are we going? Um, I, I'm frightened of what Micah Parsons could do. It, it's really strength on strength here these are are probably like when when you count the o-line and d-line together for both of these teams it could be two of the best in the league like the the d-line for dallas is just scary um like it's and it's it's micah parsons like nobody has got more sacks through their first I don't know how many games he's played now at this stage so he's 17 last year another 4 or 5 this year 21 or 2 games nobody's had more sacks through the first 21 or 2 games than he has and it's just like he's cutting through O-lines like butter Um, this week he's up against a top 3 O-line so he's really going to 
he's going to earn his his wages this week and if he gets home you can just start like drawing up his his hall of fame career path i was worried um for the eagles when i saw jason kelsey limping around there at one stage but he came back on um hopefully he won't show the the effects because they're going to need every single one of them on the on the line in full fettle when uh, Parsons come and run down their throat, I think. I, 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 I'd hate to lose Jason Kelsey, but I wouldn't be too worried because the Eagles are after drafting his replacement and he, he seems really good. Like they're very happy with him and he's, he was hand selected by Jason Kelsey. He does a lot of things the same as Jason Kelsey. He's unbelievable in the run game. Um, are, are you a tiny bit concerned, John? The Eagles have, to put it nicely, fannied around for the last two matches like the, the Jags performance was it was almost like a bully in a schoolyard that they didn't really put him to the sword and they kind of let them back into it when the game wasn't as close as it should have been and we've seen the Cardinals are just a, a very faulty team Um, do you think the Eagles should be kind of laying out booms to these kind of teams I don't think so really- I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Um, you, you'll see all these teams like the 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 Bills went out and it blew Steelers out of the water. But some weeks they're just going to trickle past some average team by three points or two yep. points, and they're just going to they're going to do enough to win a game. And the the good teams will find a way to win matches when they're not playing at their yeah. at their peak. Um, I was a bit concerned. It was a, a strange way that the Eagles won the match. Um, and Bill, you were talking about coaching decisions. I don't know. I don't know if you saw the end of the Eagles game at the weekend. I have no idea what Kyler Murray was at. He um he, had, he was on a second down, and it was a quarterback run called by the coach, a designed run for the quarterback. Kyler Murray went up the middle. If he dived, he probably would have got a first down. He slid. I saw that he, he got totally disorientated. He slid. And then spiked he, it. He slid a third, a third and one. And with a timeout left, he spiked it. No, Connor, no. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to stop me spiking this ball. I think it was absolute madness. And then uh, their kicker missed, not a handy one, but a 43-yard field goal, which you'd expect. Like, Justin Tucker wouldn't be missing those ones. Um, so they got away with one ye- yesterday, all right. But... Um, Look, bank it, bank it, and move on. Yeah. Is there any talk of uh, Dak Prescott being back for this game? Yeah, Dak Did Prescott we... is being talked about being, but now we're very early in the week recording this. It's only Monday, but um, there, there is talks. The likelihood was that he was coming back for this one. That will yeah. surely be announced in the next day or two. They don't, they don't generally spring a quarterback on someone. Yeah, and like you said, uh, like you're, you're probably thinking that'll improve them from what Cooper Rush is producing now. Like if you're if you knew nothing about Dak Prescott and you would only watch his opening three quarters of football before he got injured, you'd say give me Cooper Rush every day of the week because he was abysmal in that that three quarters of football he played at the start of the year. But um, then he got injured, obviously. Yeah, but knowing what we know, obviously Prescott is is their guy. Um, he will improve them. So, it, I find it I, I anytime, anytime a kind of a immovable object and an unstoppable force like these two offenses and defenses come together. I always tend to favor the, the defense. If you remember Peyton Manning's Broncos and uh, what was it? The what Carolina. The, the Carolina. Sorry, the Carolina offense. Offense. And uh, the de- defense of the Denver Broncos. So, so Bill, which, which unstoppable defense are you going for? <laughs> yeah, well, look, I don't think the Eagles' defense is as unstoppable as the... Uh, you let you let in forty again the lines, pal. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> With the reserves on the field. <laughs> uh, so so what I'd say is I think I'd always favour the uh, the defence, yeah. and that's I, I, why I'm going to go in a, a low scoring win for the Cowboys. I think I, I I'd agree with Bill here. I think I think the Cowboys are going to. I think it's going to be tight again. I think the Cowboys maybe by a field goal. Um, I think they're just a small bit more clinical at the moment. Um, I'm going to go for the Eagles, but I, I do think these teams are going to they're, they're going to have a win apiece against each other this year. So I'm going to go for the Eagles to win at home, and I think the Cowboys will beat the Eagles in Dallas. Yeah. The Eagles this week. 
Okay, very good. Uh, we're we're not decided on anything yet uh, together as a unit, so we'll we'll stay moving. The Jets at the Packers, ah, lads. Who is who is deciding this? I'm only messing. Jets at the Packers, Ken. Over to you. Yeah, look, the the Jets are just starting to get some real production out of the rookies. Um, I I think there there's a fair chance they've drafted rookie of the year on defense and offense in terms of Sauce Gardner and Brees Hall. So with Garrett Wilson, who lit up the Browns a couple of weeks ago, and Zach Wilson, who's come back into the team, and he's played very, very well for the last two games. Uh, I think the Jets are trending in the right direction. Um, we spoke yeah. last week about, about Waddle and Hill, and I mentioned that Reed and uh, Sauce would do a job on him, and the boys got 70 yards between them uh, with, with no real joy throughout the match. So I, I think it's it's really shaping up. I think the, the Packers will be fairly vicious after their um, pretty disheartening loss in London. Um, but they're they're not really producing at the moment. I, um, I, would you would you put any I know you're you're putting all the congratulations on the, the boys that were the sauce and, and uh, what's his name? Reed, is it? DJ um, Reed, yeah. Yeah, I know you're putting it all on him, but I think you have to kind of take it with a little bit of a pinch of salt in that the Dolphins lost on their opening play or was it open play or one of the, one of his first plays? Yeah, their opening play, uh, Sauce Gardner took out uh, Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. Yeah, so you're left with uh... your third, but you're left with your third stringer throwing the ball. Your, your timing is off. You have no relationship built up with the receivers. It's very hard for the two boys as good as they are to do anything other than what they did, I reckon. And like I, 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 I even dropped um, Waddle off my fantasy team for Christian. To be Carl. fair to the two boys, though, Bill, like they've shut down. No, yeah, shut no, down every wide I, 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 I totally, I totally agree. They're a very, very good uh, outfit the two of them. But I think I, I could never have seen. Um, I could never have seen the, like Waddle doing anything this weekend. Even like once Tua wasn't playing, I was just not starting him because yeah. Number one, I have other guys that are not at the same level. Waddle was my best wide receiver up till this week, but. I just couldn't see, yeah, apparently because of the Jets' defence, but mostly because I didn't think Teddy would get out and going because of that reason. And then when I saw the, the other lad coming on, I was like, all right, there's no... There's but no just, just, yeah, I, I, I suppose, look, there's they, they stifled them from that perspective. But, like, the, the Dolphins have a decent defence and the Jets ran all over them. Like, they had five rushing touchdowns, which is yeah. a nightmare matchup for Green Bay who were cut to shreds by, I, I think Hall is, he's he's not obviously as elite as Barkley, but very, very similar in terms of the pass catching ability and the shiftiness in the backfield that caused an awful lot of issues for uh, for Green Bay last week. Yeah. So I, I think it, it's a very interesting one. Um, I think I, I think the fact that it's in Green Bay, will that pay any um, pay any dividends for them? Will, it, will that kind of get Rodgers back on track, do you think? I think the Jets won't be phased by it. Like they've gone to to the Browns and they've gone to the Steelers and won this year already. Now, will it benefit the Green the Hackers? Obviously, yeah, it, it it has to it has to benefit them. Will uh, it benefit the Jets that the Green Bay Packers are flying back from London? Um, yeah, it's definitely, not, it's definitely not a plus for them anyway. But I know, but like we kind of talked about this before, where that is like a lot of teams have to fly east to west coast or whatever, but. Um, for the sake of an extra two hours, probably does make a difference packing all your stuff. And I, I, I think there's real, there's a real chance of an upset here. Um, no, the Jets are a very young team, very, very, very young team. They're going to get two or three games this year where they get absolutely slapped. That's just going to happen, and this could be one of them. Uh, but I, I think if they keep it tight, I think there's a very, very good chance here. Um, I don't know what you guys feel. I, I think I, I. I think I agree with you in that the Packers have shown me absolutely nothing. Like they're lucky to be three and two, in my opinion. I think uh, they're they're just not the team they were before. Rogers looks kind of uh, not, no, you can't write him off or anything, but he's certainly not shown anything to show me that he was the MVP last year. Um, if you were watching this game and I or the the first five games that he's played in isolation, you'd be saying. No, this uh, this lad is just bang average. He's a he's a Kirk Cousins or he's a he's a, a whatever or Jared Goff or one of these characters. Like he hasn't done anything. I, yeah, he's lost his best wide receiver, but 
he still has Tanya and he still has Cobb. At times he looked like he was getting something going, but just kind of did absolutely nothing. Okay. In what he, what he needs is someone in like in the third or fourth quarter of that game when they were up, still winning the game. He just needs someone that he can rely on to throw the ball to and just know, yeah. I'll get a first down here if I throw the ball to Randall Cobb. But it's not happening. You, and, you can tell he doesn't trust him. Yeah. He he radiates that. Um, the word in preseason was Alan Lazard is going to be the the guy. But he was like that was the word from lads who wanted to support Green Bay. Like yeah. he he's not that guy. That was the word. Never been eighteen. Like and he has never been that guy. Yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of funny that we're we're talking about the Jets at the Packers and we're talking about it in a Jets have a really good opportunity here. Um, where do we see it going? Ken, obviously you're going Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, yeah, I think there's something special brewing. <laughs> I think there is. I think there is. The, the smile. Should we take a picture of it now and show him next week? Brees Hall, 200 yards at the weekend and a touchdown. And he should have had three touchdowns. He was robbed on the goal line twice. Um, I, I think I think they'll I think it, it'll be very, very close. It'll be a field goal. Uh and it'll be yeah. Greg the Greg the leg. I quite like the look of uh, the Jets plus seven. I'm not going to lie. I think it's a generous. Um, the Packers have shown me nothing. I think they're kind of given that based on last year as opposed to this year. Um, yeah, I think you're probably right. It's going to be tight. Um, I definitely, the way the Packers are going, I can't see them dominating any team in the league at the minute. Um, so I'll probably go with the I feel going to win it either way. I'd say the Jets plus seven. I won't. Uh, I, I, won't <laughs> I won't call a win. I'll just say to stay seven. I'm not ready to write off Aaron Rodgers just yet. So I think Green Bay might shade at home advantage in in Green Bay is is worth more than home advantage in most of the NFL stadiums. So I think uh, he, he might get himself right here. Right. Uh, if Peter was here, I'm sure he'd agree with you. But. Um, <laughs> I'd be shouting Brees at him until he stopped. <laughs> uh, right, we're going to have a bit of banter next week, whatever way it goes, anyway, with the two boys. Uh, we're on to our last kind of feature game of the week, uh, the Vikings at the Dolphins. So a lot of dependables on like what the quarterback situation is in, in Miami. Uh, will Tua get back after his multiple concussion? Um I think that's really the only thing that's at question here. Um, if he is back, it's going to be a hell of a game because the two teams have absolute fireworks on offense in Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, with the other side being um, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So um, what do you reckon? Where do we see it going? Um, any word on, have you been reading that and up on Tua or what that situation is? I know Bridgewater will most likely, if not for sure, be back. Bridgewater was ruled out by the new concussion guidelines. Yeah, up. does it does it does it basically Saturday for anyone who, for anyone who doesn't know, there's a guy sitting up in the stands at the NFL and the NFL Players Association because of what happened to Tua. Uh, so 24 hours earlier, this uh, rule was put in place, and ironically, then the first team to get affected by it was the Dolphins. Um, does the Dolphins head or head trainer, let's say, uh, rule them fit to play in the medical tent, but because there's a guy up in the stands watching on watching on the screen looking for signs of concussion like ataxia or uh, any kind but of th- there was definitely signs of sauce <laughs> and there was <laughs> sauce everywhere <laughs> there was sauce everywhere <laughs> uh, so basically looking for like signs any sign of concussion be it like losing consciousness or neurological it's, it's the same system rugby's been running for a few years yeah so basically there's a guy in the stands who's who ultimately is independent and makes the call and they decided that Bridgewater wasn't fit. Whereas this week it's the Dolphins medical staff, so they will be they will be making the decision. Uh, so he'll be fit. I don't think it fundamentally makes a difference. Um, just watching the Dolphins at the weekend, uh, the Skyler Thompson that came in, the Dolphins run a very basic system. In terms of, I think they they have to because Tua is 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 he's a limited quarterback. So I thought it was quite easy for Teddy to step in. And I know they were a bit off with the other guy, but it wasn't a massive difference. I think Patriots were very similar. They run a very simple offense that their third stringer could actually just walk in and just dominate the, the lines. Um, so I don't think it actually matters who, who plays here, be it Teddy or or 
um, or Tua or even their, their third stringer. I, I think it's how the rest of the team performs around it. Um, and I think they're going to have nightmares about what Cook is going to do to them. Yeah. Um, they just refuse to stop the run. Yeah, it's it's um, it's definitely interesting. Um, I do you think the Dolphins or not the Dolphins? Do you think the the Vikings? Like I've been kind of saying, look, I think they're really good, but they've kind of, I won't say as bad as the Giants are looking to be four and one, but like they almost threw away that game there at the weekend. Um, since we started this podcast, every single week they've nearly thrown a game away. So, but it seems like it's going the complete opposite to how it went last year, whereby they were in the games and just managed to fuck them away. But now they're kind of in the tight games and just managed to creep over the line. So, um, it's a good trade to have. But I, I'd like to see them if they're going to be as as good as what I think they probably should be. I'd like to start to see them um, asserting their dominance a bit more. Like they had that game won and were out of sight and just seemed to take the eye off the ball a little bit. Um, if that's possible in the NFL, they just seem to get a bit complacent, maybe. What do we reckon? I think we need to give them a bit of credit. Um, any team, like the, the main thing that teams will set up for it, they pick six games every year that they want to win, and that's the six divisional games. And they've beaten all three of their division rivals so far this year. Uh, so they're a step ahead of, of anyone in their division. So they're, they're not at their favorites for a playoff spot at the moment. And to be fair to them, they only have one loss, and it's to the best team in football. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Should we, <laughs> should we, should we call you out on that one now? Uh, yeah, there's, there's no, our clip of the week. <laughs> best team in football. Um, how do we see it going, guys? What do we reckon? Do we think, uh, like, it, can we? Let's call it as if Tua is playing. Dolphins. Dolphins. Uh, I, I think the Jets have given Minnesota the perfect blueprint to beat the Dolphins in the submission. Did they have no way to stop a solid running game? Like the Jets ran in five touchdowns. And I think if Cousins is is alive in the, the, the rushing game, um if Madison um and Cooks are are are, are chipping in, I, I think the Dolphins will really struggle to stop them. Um so I think Minnesota will do a job here. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I think Minnesota at the moment, um, yeah, they're pretty, pretty even. But they it, have it helps too when Jefferson is putting up 150 yards just for fun. Yeah, yeah, they have the Vikings as favorites. Um, yeah, I think that I think I'd go with the Vikings. I've been kind of uh, hotting them all year. Um, I think maybe they did take the foot off the gas a little bit, but um, if Tua plays, it's going to be an absolutely cracker of a game if he doesn't I think it's going to be fairly one-sided um I think he's that important to them um with his dynamism and and the relationship he's built up with two boys uh right we're going to bash through for the second part let's call it we won't call it the bin juice let's call it the second section um of our podcast tonight which is the rest of the games um is there a bye week this week no no so this is the last week of everyone playing is that right yeah Okay, yeah. And after this week, we have the return of do, 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 the man on my bench in fantasy, do, do, DeAndre Hopkins. So we can talk about him next week. Um, so, sorry, yeah, that makes absolutely we, no difference to what we're about to talk about. We wait with bated breath, though. Yeah, yeah, I do anyway. Um, right, we are going to blast through these games. First off, we're going to start with myself, and I'm going to talk about the commanders at the Bears. <laughs> Most game of all time. Don't all shout yay at once. The King Binges. Right. So uh, where do we start? Commanders, Carson Wentz, to be fair to him, has looked very, very decent at times. He put a few passes on a plate there at the weekend. Um, with regards to the Bears, like all I can say uh, like good about them at the moment is that they put it up to Vikings at the weekend when they looked dead and buried. They're not giving up. They're staying in games. Uh, they just don't look very good in general. They just don't seem to have a whole pile of weapons. Um, I I will say Mooney made one of the best catches of the year there at one stage from a, a Justin Field ball, but they're going to have to keep producing plays like that because their opportunities are few and far between. Uh, like they were, what, 21-10 down after at halftime? Um, 
the third quarter they came back I, I look I find it very hard to call it's very even Stephen it's a very very poor game I would not be uh, be be staying up to watch it if it's late it's not it is Friday it's Thursday night game yeah there's no chance I'll be up on Thursday night watching this game oh god after the the atrocity <laughs> that was last week's Thursday night game uh, Denver and oh my uh, god it doesn't get any better does it yeah, there was talk that Amazon could be forced to, to refund uh, or <laughs> give, give a full month of Amazon Prime or Prime to anyone who watched it. Jeez, yeah, not good. Uh, look, I think I'm going to go with the Commanders solely because I think they seem to be scoring points with a bit more fluency than the Bears, but I have no idea who is going to win. It's going to be like 2-1. No idea and no interest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next. All right, yeah. who's... Uh, no one's shouting to disagree with me so happy days Ravens at Giants John unlucky not to be in the main section I'd imagine yeah I said two teams that are really having like different different seasons based on their schedule like the Ravens have had a really difficult schedule to start the season and they're still here with a winning record um, and the Giants have had a relatively easy schedule but they've beaten the toughest team on it Um in the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it, as we said earlier, the Giants are just a tough team to beat. They're, they're getting Saquon going. They're just going to run the ball and rely on a good, solid defense. Um, and the Ravens are going to do something similar. I really like watching the Ravens. I think they're a fascinating team to watch in the way that they play with Lamar Jackson. Um, they seem to try to use Duvernay as the 49ers use Debo just kind of getting them involved in the run game. My worry for them is that they don't have many passing options outside of Mark Andrews. Um, but at least they have a lot of their running backs back. J.K. Dobbins is back. He's running the ball well again. Lamar Jackson is always a threat. I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I don't think it's going to be massively high scoring, but it's not going to be a letdown either. 24-21 or something like that. Really looking forward to it. Um, if I had to call it, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Okay, I'd have to agree with you. Um, I think they offer more on offense. Um, it would be a tight game. The Giants won't let it be yeah, other than that. Um, it just depends on how they can stop Saquon Barkley because Daniel Jones won't beat you. Um, I don't think. And Lamar Jackson is twice the quarterback Daniel Jones is. So yeah, can't disagree with that. Next up on the list, we have Ken talking about the Jags and the Colts. I'm trying to, I, I was trying to think was the game Bill described the worst possible matchup in the NFL and then I got thinking about this match and I think we're up there I think the Jags are absolutely turgid, um, they, well they weren't the weekend anyway, uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to get a nice section in our discussion of the week fairly soon um, I think there's major, major, major questions that should be coming um, that if he was playing for a bigger team in a bigger city, he'd be on hot coals at the moment. I think he's been very poor. He's no ball protection, and he's making boneheaded play after boneheaded play. They had a they had a disastrous loss at the weekend to uh, the Texans. They're fifth in a row, I believe. To the Texans, yeah. Oof, there's no cream for that. Um, in terms of the Colts, just a bizarre season. They won a horrendous match against the Broncos. Like the t- Twitter was absolutely glorious Friday morning. Um, there was lads just the half the half the, the the Broncos fans left before overtime started. That's how bad the game was. They didn't even want to stay and watch it. So they got their win there. Fair play to them. Uh, they lost to the Titans. They somehow met the Chiefs. The NFL is full of weird results like that. But oh, what an awful match. Um. <laughs> There's just they're, they're both teams, they're just they're kind of directionless. The Colts seem to have a small bit more about them in terms of their way to win these rotten, gritty games. So I think they're going to win maybe by three to six points, I'd say. Uh, won't be one for the purists. No. Um, yeah, I can't disagree with it, what you've, what you've said there. Um, yeah, not a good game. Wouldn't be staying up for it if it was late. And I haven't even checked to see if it is late. That's how much I care about it. Um, right. Patriots at the Browns. And I'm taking this away. I think this is... Uh, if you had asked me a few weeks ago 
uh, two weeks ago when Mac Jones went down, had I not been hammered and really not realized he went down, um, I would have been kind of concerned. I just think that like Zap hasn't done anything really outstanding, like 188 yards, uh, 17 of 21, one interception, one touchdown, like not terrible numbers, but not outrageous either. I think where they're really, really winning is the Russian game and the defense. Um, Ramondre Stevenson went off um, and Damian Harris literally went off. So Damian Harris is nursing an injury and Ramondre Stevenson just went off on one. He just took it took it all the way every single time. Um, took it to the max, 161 yards, uh, averaging 6.4 a carry. Um, he's just very, very dynamic, very difficult to stop. Um, I think the he's defense up against, he's, up, he's up against the king of that though at the other side. Yeah, but then I think I think where the big kind of comparison is uh, just looking at some stats here the last few minutes. The Browns' rush defense is one of the worst in the league, ranked thirtieth, tied thirtieth uh, with the with the Texans. So I'm like, uh, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking. Surely there's a there's a bit of a window there for a good matchup for New England, um, and I think the New England defense will be able to handle, um, Brissett and what he brings. So I'm just going to go with New England to win it in a low scoring encounter. Yeah, Next up, don't think don't think this will be pretty either. To be honest, no, I don't think New England don't want it to be. Uh, no, I think they're they're, they're quite they're quite happy. Uh, yeah, to to get on with it. Exactly. All right, Bucks at the Steelers. John, decent game to look at, I suppose, in the sense that um, two kind of powerhouses in the last couple of years, but the Steelers don't seem to be as powerful a house as what they have been. What you reckon? It just highlights how deserving that uh, TJ Watt was of Defensive Player of the Year when you take him out of this defence and they look absolutely gutless. Like they're so bad without him. They're just giving up big play after big play after big play. They can't make a stop. Um, he is a huge loss. There's no one in that defense that can make up the kind of ground that he can make up. Um, on the other side of the ball, Kenny Pickett is a ray of shining light in this team. He's not like he he didn't like the place up yesterday but by god is he making smart decisions with the ball he's using it really well he seems to have a bit of a relationship with George Pickens which I, Steelers fans can look forward to um, for a long time He for a young quarterback to come into this kind of a situation and look that much better than Mitch Trubisky um, it's really I don't know refreshing uh, probably for, for Kevin as a Steelers fan but um, I just don't think they have the defense at all. Uh, like they've gone from one of the top defenses in the league to one of the worst, and they've lost one player. Um, I think Leonard Fournette is going to go to town tomorrow or on Sunday. Um, I don't think they've a way to stop him. Their run defense is absolutely shocking. As Ken licks the lips there and he rubbing the hands together, <laughs> alas, Fournette finds his way onto Ken's fantasy team. <laughs> Um, like the Bills didn't run the ball an awful lot, but anyone that did was over seven yards a carry, uh, except for the kneel downs, I think. Um, I, I don't know how they've gone so bad on defense. I, I think they'll do something on, on offense, all right, um, because that Tampa Bay defense isn't quite as mean as it was the last day, even though they gave Marcus Mariota an awful time. Um, I, I think they'll win it, but I think there'll be some optimism for Steelers fans in the play of Pickett and Pickens. Uh, so Tampa Bay by touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. I think the bookie has it at minus eight, so you're fairly spot on. Um, uh, and then the, the Saints and the Bengals. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, the Saints are a bizarre team. Um, I don't really know what to make of them. It's uh, very hard to know because of what Taysom Hill and what they bring, and they're just not at all whatever they're not doing what anyone else is doing while especially not while james winston is down so it's hard to know yeah like hill there he's over 100 yards rushing and three touchdowns um which is just absolutely ridiculous ridiculous like um 
and he's a tight end in fantasy, which is it like is it worth picking him up? I have him in one of the other leagues, and I don't no, because he like he he'll just vanish. He could have like, two points, or he could have no one. There, there, or he could have forty-two. Like it's there's, there's, there's no predicting with him. Uh, like Kamara then put up a, a decent game, but like the Seahawks had the had a had a, a red carpet out for them as well. Um, which I don't know if the Bengals will will be in the same position. They they lost a tough one to Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore kept a real uh, kept the the star players under the cosh. Chase hasn't really got the same joy this year. Boyd wasn't great either. Uh, their their top receiver was uh, the tight end Hurst. Mixon kind of struggling to get some yards going. So Bengals aren't really producing what they were producing uh, last year, which was absolute uh, magic. So, geez, with this game in mind, it's it's a very weird one. The the, the, the Saints are so unpredictable. Like they're, they're they're almost a different identity of a team every time they go out. Um. So I'm not sure. I'd like to think that that Joe Joe B Joey B starts to starts to get a bit of a rhythm going. Um, but it's a very tough match. I I don't know. I think there could be two or three points in it. Uh, and I think that um, Chase breaks out and maybe wins it for them. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I can't disagree. Um, I think it's hard to not make what to know. I think there's a bit more. We know a bit more about the Bengals. So, um, right. Next one is myself talking about the 49ers at the Falcons. Just to zip through it fairly quickly. Um, I think the 49ers are starting to kind of find their feet with Jimmy G at the helm. Um, I know they're playing what was a poor um, Cardinals team. Which ultimately got Matt Rule sacked for their performance. Um, I do think though the the Falcons can count themselves very unlucky, like we talked about already. That referee decision cost them the game in the end. I do think again, kind of like what we were saying with the with the Vikings, the the Bucks let them back into the game when the game seemed to be out of sight. Um, all of a sudden, like what was a nothing kind of standard win for the Bucks just seemed to become you know, I was watching on Red Zone so just seemed to become all of a sudden in the melt, melting pot so um, read into that what you will maybe it was tiring on the dif- on the defensive side of the ball but I do think the 49ers will have too much of them I think um, yeah the, the, the Falcons they, they're not a bad team Mar- Mariota to be fair has been um, has been a, an improvement for them Um there's a bit of grit there isn't there there is there is and and they lost Patterson as well but they still found a way to kind of get something going so I think it'll be close I wouldn't be saying the 49ers will have it all their own way I think um, I know Nick Bosa was off injured the last day he's a massive loss kind of a la what TJ Watt is to the Steelers Um, maybe not as important there might be as big a fall off but it's definitely worth noting anyway I would probably say a plus 5.5 is the offer on the Falcons I wouldn't be a I wouldn't be thinking there'll be any more than that now. I'll say 49ers to win by a field goal. Yeah, first. Um, next up, we're two games from home. Panthers and Rams, John. Yeah, there's no way of predicting this one because the Panthers set up at the moment or just after firing their head coach and rearranging their whole coaching staff. Um, but the Rams have been hugely disappointing this year. Um, and it all stems from their role line. Like Stafford was under fierce pressure yesterday. Um, and I know... <laughs> It's not every week you come up against um, Micah Parsons, but the Panthers have good players on their D-line, like Etor Gross-Matos. Brian Burns is, is a superstar. Um, Burns Derek, is excellent, yeah. Derek Brown's a good player. Like uh, Matt Stafford is excellent against the Blitz. So I think they're going to, if they can find a way to get pressure on the quarterback without Blitzing, if they can get pressure, and they should with that Los Angeles O-line, if they can get pressure rushing four or even five, if they can get pressure just rushing four, I think that that's their path to victory. But uh, I'm not going to write off the Rams. I think the Rams, even though they haven't got a run game going, um, I still think they're a bit too strong for the Panthers in a massive rebuild. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, Panthers losing the head coach, I think it's... Uh... It's not a time that you want to be coming up against the Rams. I know the Rams have hadn't, haven't had a, a, as as good a run as 
as uh, the record suggests, two and three, but I think they'll have way too much. Um, yeah, Rams all around, I'd say. Is it Ken? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals at Seahawks. Ken, what do we reckon? Ooh. Tough one. Very tough one. Um, Seahawks had a, had a big blow there. Uh, Penny broke his leg yesterday. Um, so his season is obviously over. He, he goes through a cycle of putting up a 200-yard match and then goes missing for, for a season or two. Um, very unfortunate career. I think he's talent for days, but just has never really produced. Um, the Cardinals are just there's something really, really wrong. Uh, Murray had a ridiculous throw into triple coverage. I don't think there was a player within. I think he he might have thought Hopkins was down there. Uh, he didn't realize he's not back until next week. Um, it was picked off. So there's mistakes in there. The Seahawks are, are a leaky tap at the back there. Um, I think the Cardinals will just have enough to shade them, but uh, it's not going to be pretty. Um, I think the Cardinals maybe by a field goal in a fairly low-scoring game. Uh, I know Geno Smith has been playing pretty well lately, but uh, I think there'll be really pressure. There'll be real pressure put on him uh, at the weekend. Um, so Cardinals maybe twenty-three twenty maybe yeah. Same score, but for the Seahawks, for me. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. You're on. You're on the Geno train. I guess, yeah, I think I'll stick with my uh, the original kind of thoughts at the start of the season that the Cardinals are a better team than Seahawks. Um, Broncos and Chargers. Uh, that is me for a finish. Uh, so Broncos and Chargers is very interesting in that the Broncos have what should be on paper a very good football team, but just have not done a thing on offense in particular, like Judy Sutton, Russell Wilson. There's no reason these things should, uh, should be like, um, there's no reason these things should be happening to them. Like to scoring, like losing and not scoring a touchdown field goal loss in what was a rubbish game. Um, and I think, I think the Chargers have to somehow like surely the Chargers have to be the better pick in this game. Um, I think I've been kind of waiting for the Broncos to pop every single game and it just hasn't happened. They're in a death spiral. Yeah, I don't like they're they're surely going to improve at some stage, but they're doing well to be only a game back on first place at the minute. Um, that is until the Chiefs play tonight. I presume they'll get the win. Um, like I said, we're recording this on a Monday, so they haven't played the Raiders yet. So I presume they're going to beat the Raiders. Um, but um, Chargers for me can't see can't see the Broncos finding it or improving that much in a week. Uh, Peter Donnelly has joined us, fresh off the plane. Hello. How are you, young man? I'm not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know it's great. Great. Um, it was great to be at the game. Really, really enjoyable, especially in the first half. But the the second half absolutely sucked the life out of me, and I don't think I'll ever recover. So, um, yeah, um, I'm glad we got. I'm glad our, our listeners got to experience uh, this, this yeah. thirty seconds of absolute joy. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Um, I would. Uh, it's so I have. Um, I have been to an NFL game before. We were at a, a couple of us were at a game in Wembley uh, a few years ago. Really enjoyable, but uh, the setup in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is just different level. Um, sorry, now I'm going off point here, but uh, oh, well, it's just it's uh, it's it's deadly. Like it's just uh, I really I really feel like I'd say look, they're obviously going for it. I really think they want to have um. I don't think that um that like you know long term they obviously want to franchise in the UK, and I can I can really see it happening here. Um, it's just made to measure. Um, I don't know has anyone ever been in the Spurs Stadium. Have any ever been at a Premiership match around? No, no, not in Spurs. No, it's it's incredible. Like, um, uh, I just went in and uh, like there's kind of an outside area to scan your ticket to get in, and then there's like outdoor bars, and I was like, God, this is really cool. And I kind of went to, and then I went, kind of got a, a beer there and a, a hot dog, lovely. And there was like NF and the NFL Network were um kind of recording some live segment there. So it was gas. Like I met a couple of lads there, and we we're just watching the NFL Network of on on Game Pass on our phones of us in the background. They couldn't really see us like in a crowd, but we're like we're in the crowd somewhere. David Carr was there. Derek Carr's brother. But uh, 
that I thought just this is brilliant. And then I actually went into the stadium, which I, I wasn't even in the stadium at this stage. So into, you go into the stadium and it's like a shopping center. So you go down the steps and there's like all these bars and restaurants and things like that. It's class, really, really cool. And then I actually went into my seat then. It was great. I was in like the, in the North Stand, which is like this massive single terrace stand. And uh, it was in there. It was really, really, really just, just a great experience. But uh, pity about the results, I suppose. How, how did the game go, Peter? Was it not great? <laughs> <laughs> Signal's not great, Ken. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, you, you, I'm a bit jet lagged from the time difference, Ken. I'm, I'll have to come back you, to you. You'll be, you'll be fair jet lagged next week. Oh, yeah, we, we were just, so we'll just really quickly rewind and get your t- thoughts because, uh, as you can imagine, Ken went uh, Ken went off on one when it got to this game. So, uh, take it away, Peter. Jets at, um, at Packers. No, no, I won't. I won't. I have much to say for myself. Uh, they're in big trouble. <laughs> I think they're in big trouble. Uh, I think. I found it really bizarre. I don't know what you've said about the Packers or the, or the Jets, Ken, but I found it really bizarre how late. I'm not sure what the Giants did, but but I'm not. Uh, they left it really late to fly over. I think they flew over on like fr- Friday, possibly. I don't know what the NFL teams normally don't normally do, but I thought it was very late for them to fly over for 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 that game. They trained in Green Bay on Friday. I think they flew over late on Friday. Like I I know they they probably don't even adjust their body clocks, but um. Maybe I don't know. That's it. It's 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 to be as minimally invasive in terms of. Yeah, yeah. I I just that, I actually that only forgot. works if you win. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, look. Um, I think I think the Packers are look. They, they have it all to do. They're they're just not. They're not firing on like I I on all cylinders. The 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 offense yes it's misfiring, but I'm more worried about the defensive side of the ball at this stage. Um, it's actually funny seeing it in real life like. Like the sorry now, but the, the the actual the the actual quality that the Giants had there uh, on the offensive side of the ball just wasn't there. Like when they still they still Green Bay made them look like absolute rock stars. Like they have this real soft coverage thing going on. The uh, Joe is it Joe uh, Joe Barry is the defensive coordinator. Like he should be absolutely hanging his head in shame. Is it? I think twelve of their last fourteen picks have been uh, first round picks have been on the defensive side of the ball. Like they have this supposed elite defense but they're absolutely rubbish like rubbish in parts so not confident at all i think if the jets if the jets go in there and give it a lash i think they have it all they they, they have a right chance ken we're, we were i think consensus is probably going to be down around the field goal um yeah which i think yeah. is, is, is not fair. sure what the yeah i'm not sure what the handicap is now but i can't see it. it's packers right. minus 70 having a laugh <laughs> uh, no i'd say a much very much tighter game ken i think genuinely the jets have a great chance Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. yeah. So we're on to our bets of the week section. Um, round it off for this week. Um, so Peter, we'll let you have a look and, and get one up for last. Uh, yeah. I'll start it off there. I'm going with my own New England Patriots, uh, plus 3.5 in their game against the Cleveland Browns. And the reason I'm going for that is that. The reason I said uh, I think their their run game uh, with Stevenson is very strong, and the Browns are ranked thirty first or joint thirtieth in uh, run defense. So, for that reason, I'm in on the plus three point five on the Patriots. Ken, where are you going? I am gambling on the Colts and the Jags continuing their campaign of terror on the watchers of the NFL. Hmm. And that they finish with less than 41.5 points between them. Um, now, no, my luck, this will be 40 all, but uh, I, I don't see just fall out with five touchdowns. Yeah, uh, no, uh, <laughs> 41.5. I, I don't see them passing it. Very good, John. You the return of Matt Ryan, MVP, Ken. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with. The Dolphins to beat the Vikings plus three. Um, I think it's a very generous handicap. Um, I don't think that the Vikings have the same backfield to stop Waddle and Hill that the Jets have. So they've, done, they've no sauce, is what you're saying, John. No sauce. I'm going to take the plus three. There's just no sauce. They've ran out of sauce. Where's the, where's the sauce? Right, Peter. Um, pulling this one out my arse no lads because I haven't really I've barely seen any games yesterday let alone 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I just from what I've seen and listened to about the Cowboys, I think uh, Dallas Cowboys have a very good chance of keeping it close with the Eagles. So I'm gonna go, um, yeah, yeah, John, you stay doing that now. So <laughs> John's doing on stuff. And you know what? We, we, we actually call this uh, call this bet when we're talking about this the plus 5.5. Yeah, that? yeah, plus yeah, 5, plus 5.5. Uh, I think think it's, it was generous. one of my thoughts. Yeah, it's good. I, I think they'll keep it close. Look, the Eagles might have too much for them overall, but uh, I think Dak Prescott is due back as well. So not that Cooper Rush has done an incredibly bad job, but I think they're ready for Dak Prescott to come back now and um. I think Dallas Cowboys plus 5.5. I don't think it'll stay at plus 5.5 uh, for the week. So I think that's that's a good bet anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. We're, we'll let you know on Kev's on the, the Twitter page or the uh, the Instagram. Do follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Every uh, follow helps. Um, oh, yeah. And apologies apologies to my story just dying. I wasn't actually throwing a, a hissy fit. I, my battery just ran out my phone. So. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. I was wondering. I was like, yeah, it's very aggressive. No, and what's worse, anyway? What's <laughs> worse is it took me two hours to get back to the hotel. That's the Spurs Stadium is amazing, but it's very far out from central London. But uh what's worse is that my phone died. I'm a Liverpool supporter as well, so it was just went two two in the game, and I came I came back to the hotel, plugged in the phone. I was like, surely now they've got a last minute winner, or at least, or at least got the draw. Bet three two. Just did, did you not hear the, the cheer? Did you not hear the cheer all the way from the first day? No, thank God, thank God. <laughs> and also, lads, I'm not sure that it come across on the uh, one last thing on the game. Did it come across on the uh, on the, the, the the broadcast of the game? But I wouldn't. They often do this thing that they flash around to celebrities. Oh yeah, yeah. You probably come across it on Twitter, lads. Roy oh Keen. my God, Roy Keane, Roy Keane, lads. <laughs> it flashed over like it, it did, like it did like Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones, and he was per Sweet Caroline giving it out to the crowd. And it comes on to Roy Keane, he's like arms crossed, and someone had just the minute they flashed over, had just asked him for a selfie. He's just like, "I'm watching the game. I'm watching the game. Get on my way. Go away." <laughs> oh, and Brilliant. all the crowd, all the crowd was full of North, North Londoners, so they absolutely hated Roy Keane, like. So there's like the booze rang around the stadium as Roy Keane just didn't give a continental <laughs> shite about what people have said. About him. It was just iconic. Telling, and telling you can hear all the Irish lads off like, in the middle of a match. Yeah, it, yeah. it was absolutely oh. glorious. Oh, it's so good! Like only Roy Keane, and you could hear you could like it was kind of majority booze, but you could hear it a couple of Irish lads. Whoa, sure, they absolutely <laughs> loving it. Like representing as well, yeah. as well. Unbelievable! Right, we're gonna leave it on that bombshell. So. Um, up a breakfast roll, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Some fluids and a, and a night's sleep. Strictly water now for the next two days. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be some educating Jeez. done in temporary hey, you're tomorrow. Gonna, you're, you're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to get the fluids into you if you're gonna get up for the classic on Thursday night. Commanders at the Bears. Uh, right, we'll leave it there. Um, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next one. Hopefully next week. <laughs>